and welcome to the Pinch of Magic podcast with me, Rebecca Anuin. So I am excited today because we are starting, oh my goodness, I can't even call it a podcast series because there are 10 series coming up. So a collection of series, perhaps, The Magic Within, Unearthing Your Inner Power and Wisdom. And we are starting on series one, which is called Mastering Your Magic, Fundamentals of Power and Intention. And today we start by talking about the importance of knowing yourself. This is the heart of your power. It's one of the most fundamental things that you can, well, master. Because when you know yourself, you take back so much control you take back your power, you take back your magic because you know when you are being unduly influenced. You know what is yours and what's not. You understand what are your true dreams and desires and not just what other people expect you to do. When you have that self-knowledge, it means you can bring everything into alignment, your, your intention, your actions. And when we can do that, It means that you can manifest your dreams, your desires, you can create a reality that truly nourishes you. And it also means that you know when like to keep going forward with something and persevere and know that that challenge, that obstacle is there to like help you grow stronger. And it also tells you like when to stop, when to give up. It allows you to know what your strengths are, what your weaknesses are, when you need to ask for help, when you need to learn a new skill. It just takes all of the pressure off everything in life when you know yourself. And I don't mean um, indulgent navel gazing <laughs> where you just spend your whole life trying to work out the, the, the reasons and the cause behind everything because actually that's just an unhealthy form of control. But knowing yourself, knowing how to manage your emotions, knowing how to manage your energy, knowing how to contribute in a way that really nourishes and supports you regardless of your current circumstances. So I often like to say you don't need to eat, pray, love yourself around the world. If you can and you want to do that, fantastic, go for it. But this is about living your magic in the very life that you have now. Perhaps you have so much of your life that is amazing and perhaps you want it just to ramp up a little notch. Perhaps there's stuff in your life right now that you're just like, this sucks. Well, when you have, when you own your power and magic, it gives you like the strength and the vitality and the courage to make those changes, to know that you're supported, to know that you have the, you know, that your energy's aligned and you're not going to get pulled from pillar to post. So we know life can be full of twists and turns. Some of them are exciting. Some of them are, let's just say, interesting. One moment you can be super sure on who you are And then the next, you're going, what on earth am I doing? How can I ever see my way through this? All those best laid plans, well, (laughs) the universe laughs at them sometimes. But when we have that like kind of beacon of self-knowledge, it gives us an anchor. Now, you know me, I always love to talk about trees and talking about like rooting. But actually, I want you to think of your self-knowledge as the as an anchor so you can anchor into your we're going to root into your truth but we're going to anchor into your self-knowledge because an anchor by its very nature it keeps you in that same place it keeps you there rooted 
but it allows you to bob up and down with the ebbs and flows of life. It doesn't stand rigid and static. So what you know about yourself today might be very different in several years time as you unearth more of your truth, as you recognise your limiting beliefs, as you unlearn all of the stuff that you have been taught and conditioned through life. So it's not that we go, aha, here I am, this is me. I mean, you might feel that and that's what we want you to feel, but there's always going to be more to reveal as you experience more, as you experience more things and decide what feels aligned, what doesn't, as you have more time for self-awareness. It's like, I often think about my practice as a kinesiologist when I pra- when I started practicing twenty years ago, I was having like the most profound um, results with my clients, and I was like, "Oh my gosh, I know so much!" And like twenty years later, I'm like, "Oh my gosh, I knew nothing compared with what I know now." And it's the same with that journey of self awareness. It's like you might think you know yourself really well, and that's amazing. And no doubt, as time goes on, you're going to know yourself even more. So this isn't just like a one-time thing and it's done. It's about allowing yourself to constantly become curious about who you are, about why you respond the way that you do, why you feel rigid in some areas and want to control others, why you are like super generous in some areas and what creates that sense of you feeling most like yourself. So when you think about self-awareness and self-development, it really is about like, imagine all of like your life experiences are like crusty old coats, winter coats, and you want to take them off to reveal like the radiance of who you are. And if you've ever had moments of those, it's like, what makes you feel most like yourself? Now, for me, when I feel most like myself, I feel like this deep sense of spaciousness inside. Now, for some people, they describe that as like a calm or a peace. But what is it that makes you feel most like you? Maybe it's in certain environments. Maybe it's in with around certain people. Maybe it's doing certain activities. It's those moments when time just sees, seems to stand still or go really fast. You're like, oh my gosh, where are those two hours gone? Um, and, and everything just unfolds beautifully in front of you. That is the essence of who you are. And that's like when you are fully aligned, you will experience something. There is no one word to describe that. It's like how you describe it, how you feel it. And they are like breadcrumbs into that energy of self-awareness. Like what is it that makes you, you? So if you ever find yourself thinking about like your own magical strength, wondering about your deepest desires and intentions, are they good enough? Are they yours? Are they selfish? Are they the right ones? If you ever find yourself thinking like, who am I? Um, who, what is your magic? This is the episode for you as we dive deep into uncovering, unearthing that truth of who you are. So we're going to start by exploring some, let's just call them magical tools, that are designed to guide you on your journey. Now, you'll be absolutely familiar with these. And I want to talk to you about using using them with the energy of curiosity to discover who you are more. So the first one is that idea of meditation. Now, I don't want you to think about meditation as being sat cross-legged on top of a mountain, chanting, unless that calls to you. 
Okay, but the kind of meditation where we step out of the everyday world and take a moment to connect with us. And I don't want you to think about clearing your mind, but I do want you just to take a moment to pause because um, I shared this many times before, but in here in the UK, there's a guy called Ray Mears and he's an outdoor survival expert. And I listened to him once on the radio and he was doing an interview and people were asking him how to get the most of the trips. And this one person was going to like the jungles of Borneo and he said, step into the jungle and stop. Let the jungle come to you. And I always see that as like meditation. It's like we step into the jungle (laughs) or rather we step out of the jungle and we just take a moment to pause and then we let our thoughts, our truth, the things that are important to us bubble up and come to us. Because like he said, if you're like like stamping through the jungle, everything is can see you, smell you, hear you, feel you, they've gone. But if you just sit quietly, everything peeks out of the jungle and becomes curious and it wants to know who you are. The same way that when you know, people will talk about having their, their biggest inspirations or hearing their intuition when they're in the shower or on holiday. It's because they've stopped. They've taken a moment. They've, they're not distracted by all of the noise of to-do lists and people chatting them and notifications going on their phones and computers. They've just stopped. And their higher self, the universe, has gone, ha-ha, they can hear me, quick, give them some information. And so we can don't have to wait to go on holiday. We don't have to like wait to every morning to have a shower. You can just create that moment, even if it's as small as a couple of minutes, just to take that moment and just sit there and ask, what is important to me right now? What is it I want in the world? Who am I? How do I want to show up and contribute to the world? What magic am I interested in exploring within yourself? And those questions, you think they should be really easy to ask. But after working with like tens of thousands of people, when I ask people, what is it you really want? And they can tell me what they want for others. They can tell me how they want to be like a great mom or, you know, brilliant in their career, which is fantastic. And absolutely. But they're not sure what they want for themselves because they've been so used to and conditioned to prioritise everyone else, thinking about other people's needs, that they've forgotten what it is that they want. They've forgotten who they are after they have been the roles of mother, wife, (laughs) daughter, um, taxi driver, career person, or best friend, you know, know, the cheerleader of the group, the fixer of the group, and all of those other titles. When we get rid of all of those titles, it's like, who are you? Now, this is not for the faint-hearted, because it suddenly asks us to question, oh my gosh, who am I? What, What have I been doing with my life? Why do I find myself where I am now? What conditions or what beliefs have I inherited, absorbed from the world around me? to lead me where I am today. Now, there is nothing wrong with where you are today. Let's believe that you are there, you know, for the highest of your good. Um, And how do you want it to be more of a reflection of you? How do you want to take back control of the, the, the pen that writes your the story of your life? And ask yourself, actually, what is it I do want? How do I want to spend my life? 
I live in the city. Do I want to be living in the city or I live in the country? Do I want to be living in the country? And just start asking yourself those really basic questions. Now, the wonderful thing about our brains, I mean, our brain can be a bit of a mischief sometimes, you know, bringing up old fears and trying to protect us in all of those ways. But it doesn't like open questions. And I always think like in in the olden days, back when I was a wee lass, um, <laughs> we would do like, we'd be sat around the pub or the coffee shop and we'd be talking about a film or a programme. I'd be like, oh my God, what else was that, like that actor in? And we'd be like, oh my gosh, I don't know. And you would have to think about it. And then if no one could remember, I guarantee like three days later, you'd be like, blurt name of film that actor was in. And people around you would be like, what are you talking about? And you're like, oh, no, no, it's, a, it's something that we were talking about the other day. Obviously, today, you can just like, get out your phone, check IMBD, and you've got all the answers there. But back then, it's like you if you've ever asked a question, your brain will keep seeking until you get the answer. OK, so when we take those moments of meditation, go and ask one of those open ended questions. Let your brain find the loop. You might not find it in those three or four minutes or in that half an hour or whatever you give yourself. But you will, the more you like persist in asking that question, the more you will start getting the results, the more you will start receiving the answer. Now, it might not come in as you are X, Y and Z. It might come in as breadcrumbs. It might come in as remembering times when that mo- that time has stood still, remembering those times where, you know, or feeling called to do more of something. And it's all about following those breadcrumbs. Someone said to me, um, actually it was earlier today and they said, oh my gosh, you know, you're just so creative. I wish I could create as much as you. And it's like, yeah, but you're only seeing the finished result. Yeah. It's like, this is the work I've been working on and working with and creating for years or if not decades. And it's culminated in this. So it's not as though I've just gone, oh, I want to do this overnight. There it is. And it's the same with ourselves. It's like, I know completely who I am and I know I'll learn and discover more about myself as years go on. But it's like, I can stand here or sit here and be very confident in who I am, not just because I sat down for three minutes and said, oh, who am I? And I suddenly got the answer. But because I've been asking this question of myself since I was 16, what am I now? 45 or my 46? I don't know, somewhere around there. Um, And it's not that it's going to take you 20 years, obviously. But the more you ask that question, the more you're like, oh, yeah, this is who I am. And although I've always known who I am, I'm more confident in who I am today than I was even last year or the year before. And so it's a continual journey, not of navel gazing, not of trying to dissect everything, of not of distracting yourself from living your life, from contributing, of like honing your craft and your skills, but from just being curious. When you notice something in your life that affects you, it's like, why? If it was a good thing, why? What was it about that? What was it that you loved, that you enjoyed? What was it that aligned deeply with you? What values did it align with for you? What, you know, passions did it activate? And if it was, if it sucked, if it was rubbish, ask yourself those same questions. What was it that sucked? What boundary had been violated? What value had been dismissed? What was it about that that no longer like gels with who you are and giving yourself permission to explore that? It doesn't mean you have to change everything immediately, but with that knowledge comes your power. You can call back your power and make decisions that then 
aligned with you. Okay, so that's one way to use meditation, whether you sit down and just contemplate, whether you sit down, look at a candle, whether you do some drumming, whether you go for a walk, it doesn't matter. All that matters in this case for meditation is that you are just stopping. You are just stepping out of the everyday world and asking yourself those questions. Who am I? What's important to me? What how what makes me feel most magical? What feels most aligned to me? What are my values? And actually values are an important one to think about because we can often think, oh yeah, my values are, you know, if I asked you what your values were straight off, a lot of people would be like, oh yeah, love and generosity. Now they may well be your values or they may be your values because you th- think they are valuable, (laughs) that that they are noble, that they make you sound like a good person. They may be values you've inherited from your family, from your culture, from your religion. So it's about getting really clear on actually what are your values. And as a little tip, if you have the Pincher Magic app, if you don't, why not? It's fantastic. (laughs) Um, But if you do have it, Um, there is a section on courses and one of the courses in there is called the Root Essence course. And in there, it has a whole process, meditations, exercises, little sheets for you to fill out um, that will take you through this process of finding your root essence, of finding that truth of who you are. So um, it it, just reminded of that because it has all like those journaling, the, the value exercise in there as well. Um, so give that a go. Find your root essence. So I did this course like myself. <laughs> I took my own course, um, I don't know, maybe three or four years ago. And I came up with my root essence word and I was like, and it's joy. It's joy. And I was like, oh God, that seems a little bit, you know, frivolous. And I've always known, I've always been a very joyful person. It's like my nickname when I was a child was Sunny. <laughs> it's like, I've always been that joyful person. And, you know, I've spoken before in the podcast, it's like, oh, I wish I could be more serious. Um, But I'm just not. It's just like, that is my inherent nature. And very annoyingly so. Um, And it wasn't until recently that I, like, within literally like this year, that I've really understood the value and the gravitas of joy. It's like I was judging it as frivolous, as, you know, oh, there's so much like tragedy in the world. It seems a bit frivolous to have joy. And even I was falling for that narrative. And like this year, I've really understood like the absolute strength, depth and the essentialness of joy. And that it's not just some like giggly, lighthearted, lighthearted thing. It's like it's an act of resilience (laughs) of the energy of joy. It's like we need more of that. When I'm in my own essence, when I'm in that energy of joy, I can hold so much more for other people. It's like I can contribute more. Since I've really like gone right, I'm taking a stand for joy. It's like we now have this podcast series, 10, episodes, uh, 10 series. Six, so far, there's like 65 um, episodes that I'm sharing with the world to spread this energy of joy. Um, I have another podcast series starting in um, August. And it's like, because I want people to connect to their version of joy. My, my joy is through sharing, through teaching, through spreading the magic through the world of wanting. And I see that joy, whether people 
um, call it joy or not, is when people are living their truth. And it's like, that's what I want for you. This is why I spend so much time like weaving this magic, creating these things, doing um, the podcast, creating the journals, because I want people to connect back to their authentic truth, which for me looks like that energy of joy, not giggling or laughing, but like that fundamental essence of joy. And so my point being that even though I knew this was my root essence, word, it wasn't until this year that I've suddenly gone to a deeper level of understanding. And I think that happens in all areas of our life. It's like we know something and then we deeply, deeply know something. And it's such a shift. And it's like, I think sometimes we can be looking for like really big grand gestures from the universe of the heavens parting and the angels singing and like really clear messages. And sometimes the most profound shifts are just a change in awareness, a a knowing of something, a deepening into something, the unearthing of something. And so this is what I'm teaching in this whole course. It's not that any of it is probably like amazingly new for you, but when we can embody it, when we can take the time to sit with it, it's like, that's when we make the difference. That's when we have the aha moments. I don't want this just to be another book that you buy and is on the shelf and you never, ever look at again. It's like, I'm creating practical tools for people. It's like, you can listen to this half an hour a week or whatever it's going to end up being. And it's like, just that moment is you connecting to it. Whether you sit down with a journal after this podcast and do these questions, it doesn't matter. The fact is I'm asking them now, you're hearing them, your brain will be ticking away. You know, that's why I've stepped away from like writing books for the moment, she says, I'm sure there's another one in there somewhere, and creating journals. It's like practical tools that you use every day. It's why on the podcast, uh, sorry, on the app, there's stuff released every Monday. We do a ritual every Sunday. I want you to anchor these tools into your life because yes, they make you more magical, but really they make you more magical because they connect you back to yourself. Okay. So meditation in whichever form that it works for you, just stepping out of the everyday so that you can connect back to your own truth. The other way that you could do this is absolutely through journaling you know, just like we were talking about a second ago, it's like through those acts of journaling, whether you journal freehand, whether you do something like uh, Julia Cameron's morning pages, where you just write out three pages of stream of consciousness. And I love that she says, if you don't know what to start writing, just start writing. I don't know what to write today, but I'm just going to start. Write that and then see what comes out. I always used to think of it as like ablutions for the mind, is that you could just do them in the morning, clear your mind, and then have a fresh start. And so again, what we're doing is we're removing the barriers for you connecting to yourself. Now, for a long time, I couldn't even say the word journal. It was like, oh, the J word. I would avoid journaling at all costs. And for me, it was it was the energy of intimacy. It took me a while to realise that's what it was. But if I wrote it down, then it was true. If I wrote it down, someone else might find it. And so for me, it was all like this energy of intimacy. And of course, now I think I've got like five or six journals in the works. Two of them are actually available on Amazon right now. And it's like, I'm obsessed. I'm using my own journals and absolutely loving it. Um, But for a long time, it was really hard for me to do that. It's like, I would rather meditate because I could just be in my head. But being an air sign, it's actually quite good for me to ground it, to make it real, even though writing still is a very like airy thing to do. But it was it's like writing something on paper. 
And for years and years and years, it's things it's things like I avoided writing to-do lists because like I was just like, ugh. And then I suddenly started writing to-do lists and I was it was like, oh my goodness, I don't have to hold all of that information in my head. I can actually just write it down and then leave it. And so what that does is that frees up your mind to have loads of extra thoughts or inspirations or joining the dots or curiosities or just to like just be open for those intuitive hits because your mind's not so busy trying to do remember all of the things and so morning pages is a bit like that it's like you just clear it all out in the morning and then it's done and I did that for years and years and years I don't do it now because I found I was writing the same stuff over and over again and it almost become it became like affirming stuff and so I I journal slightly differently now um but it's still important to like allow yourself to clear your mind to clear your thoughts to write things down because when we write things it's like to-do lists it's like you think oh my goodness I've got all of these things to do and you write a list and you're like oh it's only four or five things to do whereas when it's in your head it just feels like there's hundreds and hundreds of things swirling around so journal that way you can journal one of my favorite ways to journal actually is to write a question at the top of the page who am I? <laughs> what are my unique gifts in the world? You know, um, what is my unique style of magic? Where do I need to reclaim my power? How can I reclaim my magic? How can I live more um, aligned with my magic, with my values? Those questions, the same ones you can contemplate through meditation. And then you can just write the answer and see what comes through. But then I like to use my non-dominant hand. So I'm right-handed. I would usually write with my right hand, but I would choose to write with my left hand. Very scruffy. Um, because my brain is so busy trying to work out how to hold the pen and form the letters that it has that my brain can't engage and start questioning what I'm writing. It's just starting to flow <laughs> that bit easier. So again, with med uh, sorry, with journaling, whilst you might write the answer, the, the question, and be like, oh, I don't know. <laughs> it's like, just start writing. And you might do it one day and think, oh, that was a waste of time. We'll try again in a few more days or a week later. Keep showing up. All of these things, meditation, journaling, whatever activity you're doing, they are practices. We do them because we are practicing. Okay. We are honing these things. The more you use them, the more that as soon as you start to use it, things are going to come to you. So for example, when um, I do ritual, I always burn rosemary. As soon as my body smells rosemary, I can feel the shift in my energy. It's cleansed, it's aligned, it's ready to go. When you sit down with your journal and your pen and you say, right, maybe you want to light a candle to make it like more of a sacred space. And you say to yourself, right, I'm going to give myself like 15 minutes just to journal. It's something like, yes, here's all the information she needs. Quick, let her have it. It is like, give, give her all the information. And so the more you can create that ritual where you show up in that energy and in that space, even if you don't really feel like it, it's like, as soon as you do it, it's like you get, you go into a journal mode. You go into like uncovering mode. You go into like ready to receive mode because it's something that you have trained yourself to do. So you don't wait till you feel like it. You start it and you create that energy. You create that that space and that ritual that is going to allow you to do that. Okay, so there's other ways. There's so many different ways of journaling. You could do like a, a call and response, a question and answer. 
where you could pretend like if I was my higher self, so you could like put HS down for higher self and the higher self and and me. So you could write me, me, ask a question and then put HS in the in the side and then let your higher self answer. So you're having this conversation with your higher self or you could have a conversation with your magic or the universe or whatever it is you want to have a conversation with. But play around with th- these techniques. Don't over intellectualize them. Don't try and break them down and understand how they're working. Just go in with lightness, fun, curiosity, awe and wonder. Perhaps you're making it up but don't we make up everything? (laughs) It's like, that's how we construct the world. Perhaps you'll do it and one day it flows beautifully and another day it doesn't. It's like, it doesn't matter. Just keep showing up. So that's um, meditation and journaling. You could also do it through dream work. Um, If you, even if you don't remember your dreams, if you start setting the intention to remember your dreams, just like we've been talking about, you will start to remember your dreams. So when you go to bed at night, have a little journal next to you or, you know, maybe you'll keep notes in your phone, however you like to record information and just write down, I want to remember my dreams tonight or tonight I'm going to remember my dreams. And then when you wake up, even if like you're half asleep and a bit drowsy and you can remember like a snippet of your dream, just scribble it down and then just go back. Not Don't turn lights on and think you have to be neat handwriting or anything. It's just like, just make a little note down. And then when you wake up in the morning, wake up a few minutes earlier so you you can sit there and go, oh yeah, can I remember my dreams last night? And maybe it's a no. And maybe you get a no for like two weeks. But when you keep showing up, when you keep setting that intention, when you keep directing your energy, when you keep telling the universe, I'm going to remember my dreams, you will start to remember your dreams. Your dreams are full of symbolism. They're like your subconscious giving you clues to your deeper self. So allow that those symbols to come through. Notice, you can go and have a look at a dream diary. Of course you can. But notice what those symbols represent to you. Because when you understand how your psychology, how your brain, how your being works with those symbols you'll be able to have a much richer experience in your waking time too. So when you see a feather, you know what it means. Or if you see a lion on a poster or something, or you hear the words in a song, you're like, oh, hang on a minute. When I've been dreaming that, this is usually what's happened that following day. And we start to bring in order out of the chaos (laughs) of the liminal space. So in your dream, you might have dreamt something, write it down. And then at the end of the day, think about, oh, how has that shown up again through your day? Is it, was it represented to a particular emotion that you felt, experience that you had? And you might start to notice the patterns. Oh, every day I've dreamt of this, the following day I've experienced this. I mean, that's a powerful tool to, to represent, isn't it? Um, so have, an, have a play around with your dreams. But the, the key thing for all of this, the meditation, the journaling, the, um, the the dreams is about being consistent, is about showing up and not expecting it to happen now, not expecting it to happen like in one sitting. (laughs) It's like allow yourself to deepen into yourself continually. 
So once you start to bring all these things together, and it's like try all of them because each of them will reveal a little bit more to you. You might find you have an affinity for meditation, over journaling or vice versa, but they all bring in some of that valuable information. Um, And it allows you we, we're starting with this and we're going to keep referring back to this kind of like knowing yourself energy for all of these seasons, all of these episodes, because it's important to give yourself time to assimilate and integrate all of them. People don't just know themselves after like going on a retreat for a weekend. <laughs> they might get a better understanding, but what happens next? It's like the assimilating, the integrating, the embodying is the important part now because they help you to understand and reveal more of your unique self and how your magic shows up. Now, I absolutely believe that your life purpose, your soul purpose is to be the most fully expressed version of you. When I was younger, I used to look for that soul purpose, that life purpose, um, as if it was a job title. And I'd do a course, I'd you know read a book and I'd be like, that's it, that's who I am. And then after a couple of weeks or months, I was like, mm, it's not quite right. Because actually all I was looking for is someone to give me permission to be me. All of those things that I was learning, they were valuable, but they were only pieces of the puzzle. They weren't the whole thing. How could they be? <laughs> you know, it's like we are rich, uh, intricate, complicated, messy, paradoxical humans. It's like we can't put ourselves in a nice tidy little box. We are messy, wild, unpredictable, joyous, incredible, magical beings. And it's like you're looking for permission to be more you. So what does that look like? This is what we start to uncover now. And then when you are you, that's when your magic, that's when you understand what your blend of magic is. You start to trust yourself. You start to follow your desires. You start to follow your passions. You start to give yourself permission to explore all of the things or the one thing that is like that lights you up the most. What makes you feel the most alive? Where do you like... Where do you hide your where do you hold yourself back from? Because that'll be like the truth of like what it is you want more of. What do you feel jealous of? I know jealousy gets a bit of a bad rap, but when you look at what you're jealous of, it just shows you that what that person has, whether it's they're living a value, they're doing a particular career, they're living a particular lifestyle, it's like there's something about that that you know is possible for you, but you haven't said yes to it. Yeah. So notice your emotions are phenomenal, actually. And again, this is another really important part of knowing yourself. Don't put your emotions on a pedestal. I know we love our emotions. We love to put them on a pedestal. We think they're like the bee's knees, but they're not. They are they are important, but they're not everything. So they are important in the fact that they give us a signpost to what is working in your life and what is not. If you feel jubilant, happy, excited, joyful or any emotion that you enjoy feeling, well, that's telling you this is aligned with your energy do more of this. And it might be that you're with a particular group of people that share a group of values and you're like, oh, it's the value that's really important to me. Or you might be learning something and it's the value of growth and adventure that is important to you. If you feel, and I'm not talking about medical conditions here, I'm just talking about emotions. If you feel 
low, angry, frustrated, you know, like any of the emotions that you don't enjoy feeling, well, that's telling you that something is out of balance with the truth of who you are. Something, you know, you need to put your boundaries back in place. Someone's crossed a value that's important to you. And they're there to show you what you can do. Now, it might mean that you might, yes, but I need them to stop doing this, right? Well, you take back your power and you put that boundary in place. You ask them to stop doing it. If that's an unreasonable request, well, you stop putting yourself in that position where they are doing it. Yeah, it's like, what can you do to call back your power from that situation and say, oh, hang on a minute, this is a bit of a, a you know, a signpost saying I've I've gone off track. What do I need to do to get me back on track? And when you've been doing your meditation, when you've been doing your journaling, when you've been interpreting your dreams, when you've been doing any of that, like knowing yourself work, you then have a toolbox of going, oh yeah, I actually I know why that person's annoying me. It's because our values are different. And then it stops that person being wrong. And you're like, oh, okay. I just spend less time with them or I accept that's who they are and that's okay. Or actually, I know that that's how they communicate and it's not how I enjoy being communicated with. So I'm going to have a conversation with them. Like, could they you know, be more mindful of like, this is how I receive information or whatever it is. But it's about use those emotions as signposts to tell you what's working for you and what's not. Because when we have that level of understanding, that level of emotional intelligence, we get to use that energy to create change. And that's magic. So maybe you're annoyed. Maybe you are frustrated at something. Well, that's just the energy of fire. Fire is here to burn stuff down, transform stuff, forge stuff, change stuff. So when you feel those fiery emotions, well, we're going to let them go. We're going to make, we're going to transform that event, feeling, Um, activity, relationship, we're going to change it, we're going to forge it, we're going to create it into something that works better for all involved. If you feel yourself feeling sad, that's the energy of water. What needs to be released? What needs to be soothed? What needs to be healed? And you can start to look at these emotions as symbols, as very important ways of like your body communicating with you but we don't have to put it on a pedestal either. We don't have to nurture it or, you know, (laughs) let it fester. It's like we can actually use that to weave and create the magic we want in the world. And that level of like um, self-understanding cannot do anything but strengthen your magic, make your magic stronger because now you have the energy, the intention and the power behind it. Because when you have that level of awareness, instead of being pulled all over the place, instead of feeling scattered, instead of people pulling your energy from pillar to post and you're not sure what you're needing. and Is it this? Is it this? Is it this? Perhaps I should be doing this and asking yourself all those millions of questions. All of that depletes the power of your magic. When you can bring it all into focus and you know who you are, what you're here to do, everything that you decide to do, you're doing so intentionally and you know it's aligned. And then from that place, you send your magic out into the world through a very clear, direct direct channel rather than it being a floodplain, which, you know, maybe it'll work, maybe it won't. So all of this understanding allows you to amplify your intentions, to amplify your magical practices. That lens, that 
focusing your power enhances the effectiveness of rituals, even of your spell work, that it's an internal compass guiding you into aligning your actions with your highest self, with the highest for yourself, for your friends and your family, for your community. It allows you to share that magic with the world so much more like I was saying earlier it's like when I when I can like really embody that energy of joy I can share so much more you know it's like thousands and thousands of you listening to this podcast right now and it's like because I can embody that energy of joy I I have the ability to create more and hopefully send little ripples of joy across the airwaves perhaps you'll listen to this and it will just shift your thinking in something perhaps you'll go oh yeah I need to pull back the power from there perhaps you'll recommend the podcast to a friend and it's like all of that ripples out more and more magic in the world because we are doing the things that are aligned for us so what's your version of this Maybe you have the answer immediately because I asked a question. Maybe it's something that will just percolate. For some of you, the magic you'll weave will be an intimate magic saved purely for your friends and family. But don't underestimate that because that still ripples out into the wider world. Some of you will be here for a world stage and your magic will be here to impact millions. One is not better than the other. The only thing that is correct is what is correct for you. So remember, just like I said at the beginning, this journey of self-discovery is ongoing. It's not about navel gazing, but remember there is no finished product. <laughs> you know, It's like we are here just like the moon waxes and wanes. You too are in a constant state of change, the tides ebbing and flowing. Nothing is static in this world and you are certainly not either. So Come at this with the energy of curiosity. Make the time to be with yourself through like meditation, journaling, dream work, whatever it is that works for you, whatever feels nourishing. And if you're not sure, experiment. If you don't like the idea of journaling, try all the different like varieties I've mentioned today. There will be one that seems to work for you. But try something more than once. Try something at least, oh, let's go for a magical nine. Try something nine times. And if if after that you don't like, or maybe three. I was say this to my little boy. If he doesn't like a new food he tries, I'm like, just try it, you know, two more times. And then if you don't like it, we'll definitely take it as a, I, you don't like it because it depends on your mood. It depends on, you know, what the, the cosmos is up to um, as to whether you could meditate that day or whether your journaling was effective. And so try it three, six or nine times (laughs) and find out what works for you, because this is the most important thing for for your life, for your relationships, for your magic, for your intentionality, for all of the things. Knowing yourself is one of the most profound things that you could, one of the most profound gifts you can give yourself. So... Let me know how you found this episode. Let me know what you try and what do you do to know yourself? Because one thing I haven't mentioned, and I'll probably do a whole episode on this actually, is um, the energy of charting. Have you ever heard of charting? Um, I was thinking I've probably got a podcast podcast or a a blog post on it. I'll put pop that in the show notes Um, because cycle charting is one of the most profound ways to know yourself. It's actually very simple but can look a little bit complex. Um, Oh yes I do actually. I have a free resource on um, 
moon charting on cycle charting i'll pop that in the resources because that's another really profound way to get to know yourself in like a very deep intimate way um but start off with like the journaling the the dreams the meditation and the cycle cycling will be there as a little bonus for you and so in our next episode of this series we're looking at purification and protection the art of cleansing and setting boundaries so we're starting with knowing yourself getting an idea of what's yours and what's not what beliefs are yours what beliefs aren't yours and then we're gonna cleanse those boundaries set those boundaries we're gonna clear away more of the stuff that's not you so you can unearth more of what is okay because if you imagine you're a little seed trying to grow in the world and you're just getting mounds and mounds of like dirt and manure and stuff dumped on top of you which is like judgments and expectations and conditioning and this little seed is like still trying to grow up through the soil and the soil is just getting heavier and denser and maybe some of it's really good nourishing soil so you grow a bit quicker and some of it's just like like toxic or clay and that's slowing you back down and what we want to do is we want to clear away that dirt um so you only get the really really good stuff and that's what we're going to be looking at um protecting your energy cleansing and setting boundaries so make sure you subscribe so that you don't miss any episode and if you listen on spotify there's you can come and post a comment so let me know what your biggest takeaway is from this episode and if you're not on spotify come and share over in our community or do both do all of the things whatever works for you so thank you for joining me And I look forward to speaking to you again very soon.